Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. I'm so glad that you're here. And before we dive in, want to shout out an event that I get to be a part of in October. It's called the Big Reset 2020, and it is hosted by the Financial Diet. They're going to be talking about financial well-being, mental well-being, physical well-being, and I have the opportunity to be one on one of the panels. And so if that's something that sounds interesting to you, tickets are $29, I believe, and I'll include a link in the show notes. Would love to have you there. I'm excited for the conversation that's going to happen on the panel that I get to be a part of personally. So that is my little blurb. Let's go ahead and start the show. And I'm kicking things off with a question. Right now it's rhetorical, but you can make it not rhetorical, by answering the questions either by emailing me or sending me a DM. And the question that I have for you is, what did you want to be when you grew up? For me, I had a few major phases. So I first had my teacher phase. My parents even found a doll that came with a book and the doll's name happened to be Taylor, and it was Taylor the teacher, and it talked about her life as a teacher, and I had the doll and the book to go together. So that was a big phase for me, and then there was a spy phase. I don't really know why my parents let me watch Alias, because I was relatively young, but they let me watch it, and me and one of my best friends like got spy gadgets for our birthday and for holidays, and we're like, for sure going to be in the CIA or the FBI. So that was a pretty big phase. And then I had my lawyer phase where I was just convinced that I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to go to Harvard Law. I did mock trial for a little bit, and then ultimately just realized I didn't want to go to all of that school, even though law is really fascinating to me and the way that lawyers are able to construct arguments is still something that is interesting to me. And maybe I get to use some of those skills from mock trial in other ways now. And then after that, I just let my idea of what a dream job and a dream career could be. It just kind of shifted. I intentionally chose a pretty broad major. And then I went into a leadership development program where I knew things could be applied in different ways. I was pretty open-handed. And I feel like there was a good amount of intention, but there was also just this following my curiosity that led me into this place where I have a career that energizes me and that also challenges me. And I feel really grateful for that. Notice how I don't say that it's just a career and a life, or I guess a job that I love. I see so much messaging, especially on Instagram and Pinterest, about loving the work that you do and loving your job. And I understand the sentiment behind that, but I think in reality, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. And sometimes it can be discouraging if you're in a place where you don't feel like you love your job. You don't feel like you're waking up and just jumping out of your bed to go, in this case, 
maybe go sit at your desk in your home and work for eight hours since many of us are still working from home. And if you ask me right now whether or not I love my job, it really depends when you catch me. Like if you caught me after a time when I was speaking or facilitating, I'd probably be like, yes, I love this because I love getting to share ideas and to give tools that can help people learn and grow. If you caught me after I just got an encouraging DM or email, probably say, yes, totally love this. Or even just when I have more flexibilities in my days and I can say like, I'm going to pause here and come back to work a little bit later or not. So those are times where definitely I would probably say, yes, I love this. And then you might catch me when I'm stuck trying to figure out why something on my website is broken or I'm wanting to automate something and I have to figure out a way to do code and I'm not a particularly good coder. I just know literally enough to be dangerous and break something, sometimes kind of fix something. But if I'm sitting here trying to figure it out, I'm not necessarily going to tell you that I love it. Afterwards, there's definitely that sense of accomplishment. Or on the days where I have to have pretty early meetings or late meetings because I'm talking to someone in a different time zone or someone who's on the other side of the world, that's not necessarily something where I feel a lot of love for the work that I'm doing. Or even just trying to figure out like how to navigate a problem and I don't have the infrastructure of being at a Fortune 100 company anymore. I don't just have an IT team that I can call. Even stuff like with thinking about retirement, I have had to set up some of my own retirement things and I don't have someone who will match my 401k right now. And so in those instances where I'm having to figure out and be HR and be IT and be all these different things, wouldn't necessarily tell you that I love the work that I do. But what I can tell you is that I'm deeply connected to my work. And so I wonder what would happen if instead of feeling like you have to love your job, your job has to be the thing that completely and utterly is what gets you out of bed in the morning. What if you focused on cultivating this sense of connection within your work and connection to your work? I think that in a lot of instances, this is what people should be focusing on, this sense of connection. And it can serve you no matter where you're at. If you're in a place where you are in a full-time role and you want to go to a different full-time role, you're in a full-time role and you want to get out. You have a business and you have to work a part-time job on the side. You have a business And it's kind of growing and you're figuring out like, whoa, how do I handle all of this? Focusing on that connection instead of that feeling of like love and almost this romanticizing of your work, I think is just more useful. And so I want to talk about a few ways that you can be connected to your work instead of focusing on loving your work. And again, there's nothing wrong with loving your work or loving parts of your work. I know that for me, like there are days where I'll just be like, I get to do this. I love my job. But there are also realistically the days that I don't. And so focusing on the overall sense of connection gets me out of the the whiplash of this one task is really exciting and just fills me up. And this one task is so draining and I dread it. It's helpful to me. So ways that you can be connected to your work. 
connect to the impact. Now, this I found especially helpful when I was primarily working for someone else. But even now, as I have different client engagements that I do, being able to connect to the mission and the vision and the values of the organization and to see where they're headed. And yes, you might be doing the most mundane thing. But if you can remember, okay, I'm doing this because it enables that mission or it enables this impact, it can make a difference. I think of when I was at Allstate and the first role that I was in within the leadership development program was on this team that was called Employee Value Proposition. And it was all about the experience that Allstate employees were having. We sell them on, this is what it's like, and we treat our employees so well, but that doesn't really mean anything if that's not actually what people are experiencing. And so there are parts of that job that I loved and I learned so much in that role. And there were also pieces that are kind of boring, as with any job, where you're just like searching things or you have tasks that you're doing every day that aren't that exciting. And so being able to connect to okay, this work, this looking at the data, this going through this inbox, whatever it is, is happening so that people who work at Allstate can have a really differentiated and the best possible way employee experience. And that's something that I could connect to no matter whether one day was really exciting and I got to talk to a speaker that I really looked up to and one day was really boring and I was having to work on a slide deck that was just like, why does this matter? So connection to impact is something that anyone can do. I still have to do it now as a business owner. Like It's not as glamorous as it seems and there's still a lot of the slog in the weeds things that I have to do. But I can connect to the impact and think about, okay, I'm equipping people in their personal development journey. I'm equipping people to be able to build the skill of self-care and that matters. And it feels like this little copy and paste thing doesn't matter right now, but it's enabling that. So connection to impact is something that you can look for in your work and think about how you can cultivate that. Maybe you have to ask some questions or do some research or even just do um, a thought exercise on your own to say, okay, why, why does this matter? Why does this project matter? What are we hoping to enable? What change or transformation will we create through this project or through this role? Next is connect to the knowledge. So I'm a big fan of seeing everything as a learning opportunity. I'm always observing and absorbing new information. And I think that's what's really beautiful, especially for those of you who are in a full-time role, but definitely still applicable if you are doing your own thing, is that you have this opportunity to learn and grow. And the knowledge that you're picking up right now may not seem like it applies to where you think you're headed or the next role that you think you want or the business that you want to build. But I can't tell you how many things I've picked up along the way in everything from an internship to roles that I had after I graduated college 
that I have used in some way, shape, or form, especially since trying to start and grow a business. And so if you don't feel like the mission is super compelling for the work that you do, see if you can identify some skill sets that you're really excited that you get to learn and oftentimes get to be paid to learn and let that be the thing that energizes you. There are so many resources, especially if you're in corporate, that it's easy to take for granted where you might have access to something like Linda, which is LinkedIn. I might be called LinkedIn Learning now, but which is online classes that you can take. Or maybe you have access to classes within an internal learning portal. Take full advantage of all of those things. Take full advantage of the hands-on knowledge that you're getting. I've gotten to do some work with people in the past on their resumes and their cover letters and helping them tell the story of their career. And what's actually really cool is that I find that I can tell more interesting and maybe even appealing to an employer stories for folks when maybe their career path wasn't as linear but especially when people are able to say, I learned this skill set. I learned how to listen to customers. I learned how to whatever it is that you learned how to do. And they can carry that with them into their next role, into their next endeavor. And so see what you're learning. Take a moment to just write down I'm learning how to run payroll right now. I'm learning how to build a slide deck. I'm learning how to facilitate an online event. I'm learning how to engage with different stakeholders and really invest and be present in that learning experience and connect to it because you never know later down the road, whether that's in your next role or in that, if that's three roles down the line, but you pull back on this thing. And so choosing to be connected with it is just a way that you can worry less about loving your work, but be connected to what you're learning through your work. And also maybe it's something that you get to use in a volunteer capacity. Maybe you're learning something in your day job that you can pro bono apply at a nonprofit. That's another way to be connected to the knowledge and know that, okay, maybe I don't care a ton about my full-time job's mission, but I'm really invested in the mission of this nonprofit and through what I'm learning by being connected to the knowledge that I'm getting in my full-time job, I can use that outside. And then the final piece is maybe it's connection to the people. Like maybe you don't care a ton about your job and what you're going in to do every day, but you can be connected to the people, whether that's the customers, whether that's your colleagues, or if there's any other stakeholder who's involved in your work, choosing to show up and say, yeah, I care about these people. And I'm really grateful that I get to engage with these people because of the work that I'm doing. This can be especially helpful if you feel like the role you're in is a stepping stone or you're kind of biding your time there because maybe you want to go to grad school, but you have to keep this job for a while first, or even that job is maybe going to help you pay for grad school, or you're starting your own business, but you need to keep your full-time income for a long time until your business starts to grow. 
choosing to connect with the people is something that can help you be more excited about the work that you're doing, again, without having to put that pressure on loving your work. You can just really love who you get to work with, who you get to engage with in the work that you do. So that's another lens, another perspective that you can use. Just enjoy getting to work with people. So those are the different ways that you might connect to your work that don't require you to love your job. And I invite you to think about how you could connect to your work, whether you're an entrepreneur in a job, transitioning out of a job. Think about how can I connect to the impact or do I connect to the impact? What am I learning? How can I be connected to the knowledge that I'm gaining here? And where am I feeling connected to the people? At different points in time and different roles, these have been the things that sustain me. When the work wasn't exciting, when I was having to do really long commutes, there was a time when I was commuting between two and a half and three hours a day. And it wasn't really fun to wake up at five something to be on the train for forever, to transfer to another train, to transfer to a shuttle. But I could key in on the impact and I could key in on what I was learning and I could key in on the people that I was really excited to spend time with, even if it was just like a friend that I would get to have lunch with. And Gallup does some really interesting research on being engaged with, on employee engagement at work. And one of the questions that they ask is, do you have a best friend at work? There is some level of connection between the relationships that you have at work and your enjoyment and your engagement with the work overall. So it's not just me saying that. It's not just my personal experience. There's a little research to back that up. So think about how you can be connected to your work. And I chose to do this episode on Labor Day because hopefully many of you are getting to take a step back. And so I hope that you can take some time to thoughtfully engage with these questions so that as you go into the rest of your work week, you can choose connection over this pressure to feel like you're head over heels in love with the work that you're doing. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com. 